If you've got a little story you need to share, pull up a chair, he'll listen. Despite of the name and despite of the logo, there's definitely no knitting on this show. Called Good Good Yarns. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Good Yarns. My name's Shad Wicker and this is a storytelling podcast where I get to sit down with a brand new guest every week. Uh, to share an outrageous and often quite funny story from their life. Um, This week's a little bit different. Uh, I thought I would share a story of my own. Um, I I have done this before. I had the story of um, how I almost killed a backpacker from a few months ago, if you want to go and check that one out. Uh, This one is not as lucid (laughs) as that story was. But uh, I wanted to share this story because uh, this past month, um, there's been a big change in an industry that I used to work in. Um, I've just recently found out that, you know, I've lost my job again um, in the radio industry. I was only working casual anyway, so that's fine. Um, but a lot of my friends, a lot of people I used to work with and a lot of great content creators, not just breakfast radio hosts, but content creators um, for a lot of big industries here in Australia have been made redundant because of, you know, the financial situation that commercial radio and commercial media in general kind of finds itself uh, post-COVID or during these COVID times. Um, and it was a bit of a bummer for a lot of people that were, you know, in my view, breakfast radio hosts, especially in, re- in regional markets, no producers, no one pushing the buttons. I mean, at one point I was doing a breakfast show where we didn't have a program director, which is supposed to be your boss. Uh, we didn't have a person in charge of promotions and we didn't have a general manager. <laughs> so you're hard working. I mean, as much as it's just talking shit on the radio for the most part, but you, you're selling ads you're handling complaints, and if you're really good at the gig, you're getting a lot of those. Um, and, you know, like quite literally going out to clients and selling your own show, which is supposed to be someone else's job, and you don't get kickbacks for it. And to be honest, you're reimbursed well below your worth. I mean, my first breakfast radio show in Darwin, I was paid 42 k for the year. Not a lot of cash when you think about it. When you think what the value of that show is. But um, a lot of these people were made redundant. They lost their jobs by no fault of their own, and I'm sure they're going to go on to bigger and bigger things, but it made me think, hey, maybe I'll share the story about how I was fired from my radio job. Now, if you've seen me do stand-up over the past year, you've come to my solo show, you've probably heard this story before. Um, So this is recorded live from my last uh, stand-up hour, which was called Backfired. This one's recorded in Brisbane, and I started performing it pretty much... Man, I'd probably say two weeks after I was sacked. Um, all the details of how I got sacked will be coming up in the story, but I started doing about a couple of weeks after I got fired and just kind of worked on it for the year. And I think it was a kind of a case of, one, because it was a funny way to get sacked. <laughs> and and two, I think it was a little bit, um, I don't know what the word is, but like therapeutic in a way. Kind of helped me just kind of come to terms with, oh, yeah, you kind of really shit the bed on this radio career, mate. <laughs> And kind of turning lemons into lemonade. Um, so it was really fun to perform. And weirdly enough, I tried to do this bit, uh, this story, when I was in far north Queensland on on a little tour uh, a week ago. And it doesn't have the same kind of, I don't know, the same spark when I perform it on stage anymore. So I thought, you know what, let's put it out on the podcast because I'm probably not going to perform it on stage ever again. So I hope you guys enjoy the story of how I got fired from radio on Good Yarns. Uh, I'm here to tell a story. 
a very nice story. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it's very nice to be in Brisbane. I moved here uh, almost a year ago um, because this year I'm celebrating a very awesome anniversary. In fact, in a week's time, it is a year since I was fired. <laughs> Thank you. My parents did not feel the same way. Um, I'll tell you how I was fired for those that don't know. I used to work in breakfast radio up in Cairns uh, at a station called Hit 103.5. Their sister station is just over there. Um, and I wanted to, I was on breakfast radio up there and uh, what happened uh, this time last year was uh, the Prime Minister came on our show. That's Scott Morrison for those that are still keeping count. <laughs> and uh, what happens on a breakfast radio show when the Prime Minister comes to visit, you do an interview, all right, you do the la-dee-das and then afterwards they get a photo uh, with the breakfast team so it makes them look human for a day, right? And I don't know if you've seen this count, shake a hand, but <laughs> holy shit, he needs some help. So we did the interview on my breakfast radio show. It was me and my mate Carly. And uh, after the show, we do the photos as you do. Several photos with his media team. And uh, in one of the photos, I just happened to be holding a mug that had cunt written on it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, our wise prime minister shared it on all of his social media <laughs> for the world to see. <laughs> And that's when I quickly found out that uh, being in a photo with the Prime Minister calling him a cunt is a sackable offence. <laughs> it was weird, man, you know, because what happened in the lead-up, the background that you don't like, you don't get to see about it, was I actually got a promotion. Uh, my dream radio job was given to me uh, just a week prior to Scoma coming on the show. So I'd scored myself a breakfast radio gig down near Sydney, right? Really big, high-paying job. I've been working for years to finally get it, and I was given the opportunity. ScoMo rocks up. We do the cunt mode thing. I come back to work. <laughs> I come back to work the next day, right? I walk into the office. Everyone's like, geez, crazy, that cunt mode thing's all over online. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty wild. We move on with our lives because jokes are just fucking jokes, right? You move on. I didn't know, but it started doing the rounds on Twitter, right? I may have taken the piss a little bit, but hey. The comedian in me outweighed the radio broadcaster, what can I say? But days passed, right? We got to the Thursday, right? Tuesday, cunt mug. Thursday, leave my breakfast radio show. Really fun fair, say goodbye to the city of Cairns. I get in my car, right? My girlfriend goes, good luck on the trip downtown. I've put in my notice to my six-figure job that I'm quitting and following you down south for your radio dream. Can't wait for our new life to begin. <laughs> I'm like, sure thing, babe. Everything's going great. I jump in the car, right? I've got all of our shit in my car. I leave Cairns. I put my border collie in the car as well with me, right? Her name's Slipper. She's fucking gorgeous, right? And we start road tripping together down to our new life, my new promotion, right? And it's starting to fucking blow up on Twitter. I'm getting calls from the bosses. They're like, you gotta take this photo down. Can you take this photo down? And they're going, it's gonna be fine. You're all right. We'll probably get you to do a social media training thing, whatever, okay? <laughs> I'm like, all right, sweet. I drive down and I do a stopover in Mackay, right? Or as I like to call it, the place where it all fell apart. <laughs> 
geography for you. Mackay, nine hours from Cairns. Mackay, nine hours from Brisbane. Fuck Mackay, it's a shithole in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I spend the night in a shitty hotel, okay? Because I've got fucking all money. I work in regional radio, okay? I spend the night in a shitty hotel with my dog, alright? I get up in the morning, I start leaving Mackay, I get a phone call from my boss, alright? Head of content for SCA, and he says, Shad, can you come back to the Mackay office? We need to have a chat. And I'm like, is this about the mug? <laughs> and he goes, well, <laughs> how about you come to the office and we'll find out, right? So it's 8 a.m., 8 a.m. Friday morning. By the way, Australia Day's on on the weekend. I've got eyes for the weekend. I turn back to Mackay. I get out of the car, I go up into this office, I bring my dog with me, because I'm not a fucking animal, okay? I bring the dog up into the boardroom with me, okay? It's me, there's a lady in the room, and I sit at the end of this long-ass table, and then there's a TV screen. So there's a lady, TV screen, and on the screen is the boss, right? Sit at the end of the table, okay? And they go, look, you've embarrassed the CEO, you've embarrassed the Prime Minister, and you broke our social media policies we decided to terminate your contract effective immediately. And the TV just turns off. <laughs> I'm like, what? And I was like, what's this lady doing here? And I'm like, she's like, oh, I'm here as your support person. I'm like, no. Well, I should have known I was fucked from the moment I entered the room. Because I don't bring a support person and be like, hey, here's Karen. Really good gag, bro. Can't wait to see you next week. She's a big fan. So I push myself back from the table, right? I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? This job's gone. I've got to call my partner. I've got to tell her she's quit a six-figure job because that dream is fucking gone. I'm like, what am I going to do? Who am I going to tell? Holy shit. I push back. I'm freaking out. And then Karen turns to me and goes, oh, I'll go get you a glass of water. I'm like, yeah, cheers, Karen. That's what's going on right now. Yeah, I'm not spiralling into a crazy depression and my life's falling apart. I'm just a bit parched, actually. <laughs> she gets up, leaves the room, right? It's just me, my dog, in this border, and I'm still freaking out. I don't know who to call. I don't know what to do. And my dog's, like, walking around going, what the fuck is happening right now? So she comes up to me, looks me in the eyes, walks over to the corner of the room and does a shit on the carpet. <laughs> and I was just like, fucking good girl, grabbed her by the lead, and I just knocked the fuck out of there before Karen came back. <laughs> and I jumped in that car, I'm like, fuck it, we're going to Brisbane! And that's how I got it. It's wild. And I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm all right at radio. It's one mistake, it should be all right. And I waited for that phone to ring, bro. I waited, and I was like, I'll get a job, it'll be fine. That phone did not fucking ring. I was getting worried, man. I was starting to think that maybe there was a rumour in the radio industry that I shit on the carpet. <laughs> I mean, what else is going to happen? She's going to walk back in being like, this is going to fix it right up. Oh, my God. Jeez, it's half eaten. Unemployment's going to be tough for him. <laughs> Wild man, so now I'm in Brisbane. It's like, it's good, man, it's cool, but like, I'm poor. 
That's been fucked, you know? Like, like this job was six figures, so I'm glad you laughed at that. That was a hundred thousand dollar joke. <laughs> and the enormity of that hit half of you then, as so well. Like, oh shit, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> You're telling me? <laughs> I know, I live in Brisbane now, I am poor. I'm, I'm not too poor, like, I'm not too poor, I'm just like, I'm poor enough. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's the little things that you miss, you know? Like, I'll, I'll give you an example of how poor I am, we'll see if you guys can relate, alright? Uh, this, this is how poor I am, okay? The top drawer in my house, right? Where the cutlery is, right? I don't have one of those little organisers. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's like a fork, spoon, knife, other random shit you don't really know about. I don't have one of those. All I do is I open up a drawer, grab that cutlery, and just fucking throw it in. Like chaos, you know? I've got to be honest with you, I've never seen my cutlery happier. They can't have their own Berlin Wall moment, you know what I mean? Like, it's like forks hanging out with spoons, like, hey bro, what, what are you doing, man? It's like, knives hanging out with their serrated brothers for the first time ever, like, I haven't seen your ages. You got a haircut? It's cool, man, but like I said, my girlfriend, right, she quit, she quit like a six-figure job, her name's Tara, right? She quit a six-figure job to follow my radio dream, right? So as you'd imagine, She's got some champagne tastes. <laughs> we got a good budget, baby. You know <laughs> and I want to keep her around, so I've been like, like I, I try and keep it a little bit of a secret about just how poor we are, you know? So like, okay, I'll give you an example, right? My girlfriend, okay, she loves the finer things in life, right? My girlfriend loves juice. <laughs> from that silence, all of you guys are living pretty fucking good. <laughs> When you're poor, juice is like five bucks a bottle. Fuck juice. <laughs> can't afford juice. Are you kidding me? A juice budget? I just lost my job. Where have juice? <laughs> so she bought a bottle when we first moved in, right? And I've taken over the groceries. So she thinks that I'm buying new juice. <laughs> so what I'm actually doing is I'm going to the shops, right? Here's a little life hack for you if you ever, you know, lose your job because of cunt nut, right? <laughs> There's this thing on the shelves, right? And it's called concentrate. Okay? And it's like orange juice concentrate. All you do is you put a little bit of that in, bro. A little bit of that in, right? Like your protein shakes, man. Look at those guys. Holy shit, you've got a job. You have to like 50 steaks just to keep those things functioning. Holy shit. Where'd you just come from? Lifting a car? What's going on? Concentrate in, mate, added that two parts water, boom, fucking juice. She doesn't know the difference. <laughs> and that's all I've been doing. It's been working a treat, but now we've been here for nearly a year. She's starting to make some friends, man. <laughs> We're going out for breakfast. Tomorrow <laughs> she's going to start to have the real shit. She's going to come storming into the house. She's going to be like, oh, no, that's not juice, Jack. <laughs> I'm starting to get suspicious of those milk bubbles, buddy. 